Blog Talk Radio. What's up, angels? It's your girl, Dean Howard. Make sure you tune in to the Honey Lounge with Teddy Bear, Tuesday through Friday from 1 through 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I was kind of jaded a little bit. I said, 
you did such a fantastic job on part one. I said, now she's coming back with part two. I said, how is she going to do it? And you did an exceptional job. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, one of the things by listening to your music, not only are you a very artistic artist, but you take the art form very seriously, and I can see that it definitely resonates through your music. What is it like for you, or what is the vibe that you get when you go out and you actually have an opportunity to perform in front of so many people? That is actually my favorite part of the job. I am, <laughs> I've often told people that a lot of the times I feel like I only write music so that I'm able to perform it later. And I think that without knowing that I'm going to perform a song, it's harder for me to write. But when I'm really? envisioning myself, like communicating that to an audience and knowing exactly how and what I want to say, it's easier for me to stick with the concept and stick with ideas and just write a better song. Because I want to perform a better song. Right, right. I mean, I've always said there's a major difference between creating a song in the studio, but actually taking it to another level in an actual live performance. The vibe I get from you, very reserved, very laid back. But who is the person that's performing on stage? Because it's two completely completely different (laughs) individuals. It seems like you just let loose. It's like almost like a a feeling of just being free. What kind of vibe do you get when you have an opportunity to express yourself in front of people? It's it's such an amazing and freeing feeling. I feel like I'm the best version of myself on stage. And part of that is because of the communication between the band and just having good music to perform. But another part of that is knowing that people are there to support me and to like root me on basically. And I feel like that feeling very transparent. Like I realized that and it's, it's a beautiful feeling because a lot of, a lot of people don't get that in their regular lives. A lot of people don't get a room full of people to come and support them. And I feel like I get a really awesome share of that. And it's, it's probably one of the bigger reasons why I continue to do it and why I want to continue to do it. Well, it definitely resonates through your music. And 310, I said, wow, she makes me feel proud. I'm from South Central Los Angeles. Graduate of Fremont High yeah. School at South Pathfinders. Nice. <laughs> I went to Santa Monica High School, then you Hamilton did. High okay. School. Yes, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not like your high school. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Hey, as long as you bring in the funk and flavor, I'm not mad at you. And you are doing an outstanding job. What has it been like for you to be an independent artist, having that kind of level of responsibility for your career and also the product that you put out? It's draining and heartbreaking and exhilarating and... <laughs> Sometimes it's really boring and sometimes it's really overwhelming. It's it truly is a roller coaster of emotions and um I feel like without that excitement of not knowing what's next, I really wouldn't know what else to do with my life. Like I can't sit in a 
office and do the same thing every day or have the same people telling me what to do, or even if I was the person telling people what to do, like having (laughs) some diversity and having some emotional diversity is as as much as it sucks sometimes when it's not going so well, the parts that do go well are totally worth it. And I, I've always liked being like my own boss, basically. Sometimes I'm really good at it. Sometimes I'm not, but it's such a learning experience. And at the end of every day, when you accomplish something, it feels 10 times better than just clocking out and coming home and having a glass of wine and, chilling until the next morning. <laughs> right. I totally agree. Going through those types of uh, ups and downs in this industry can be very taxing on one's emotions. What is it been Definitely. for you to have that kind of stability as far as that family, that grounding influence that keeps you grounding, but also having that kind of support from your family? What has it meant to you for your career? It's I mean, I probably wouldn't have a career if it weren't for the people that have supported me, including my family and my close friends who I consider family, like my engineer, producer, co-writer, drummer is also my boyfriend who has been my boyfriend for like eight years now. We might as well be married at this point, but he (laughs) he is like the biggest support system that I could ask for and the best support system. And aside from him, I've got a team of people that love and care about me. And honestly, without that whole support system and without everybody combined, I don't know if I would still be pursuing music. There have definitely been times where I just was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. No more. I'm going to pick a real job now. And then I have my support system come to me and tell me, like, girl, you're tripping. You're going through something. Let it pass. But then get back to work. Like, right. <laughs> I, I, I get very that. emotional. <laughs> I know. It's, but it's, that, you know what? That's part of being an artist. You're going to go through those those roller coasters up and down. But the feedback that you have received for 310 Part 2 has been incredible. What has it meant to you to see all the people that's paying you that, giving you that kind of love, that kind of adulation, and just saying, you know what, you need to keep doing it because you have such a gift. What has it meant to you? It's it's actually meant a lot more than I realized in the beginning. Like having the support of random fans from literally all over the world has allowed me to continue moving forward because I feel like as much as artists want to say we make music for ourselves I don't care if I only have one fan or a million fans like I make music because I want to make music and that's totally true I I agree with that but I also feel like we make music to make other people happy and that is one of my goals is making other people happy like I want people to get up and dance when they hear my song or I want them to cry when they hear my song and feel a sense of relief. Like I want them to feel something. And when they message me or show up to a performance and tell me I did feel something, it's like, all right, my work is done. Like I, I accomplished what I set out to do. Cause I love, I I'll make music for myself every day, but 
when I make music for other people, there's a lot more importance behind it and a lot more, I guess, a lot more detail-oriented. Like, I if I wrote songs just for me, they'd be weird songs. <laughs> Nobody would want to listen to them. <laughs> well, you know what? It's nothing, it's nothing wrong with that. Have you become more comfortable with yourself as far as being able to show a lot more transparency through your through your music and giving the audience a lot more insight on who you are as an artist. Yeah, definitely. I I actually used to not even write music about myself or my personal experiences. I was always a little nervous, like people are gonna know that I'm talking about myself. I don't want people to think that this is what's going on in my life. And I feel like the older I got the more I let go of that. Like I'm only going to write songs if they relate to me now because otherwise I'm just making things up and you'll be able to tell because it's not honest. And I I feel a lot more confident being able to share who I am now, maybe just because I'm more confident in myself. I feel like I've grown a lot as an artist and as a person and as a woman in the last two years more than I expected to. And not only am I proud of that, but I want to share that because there are so many people that have messaged me or come up to me and be like, man, it's so inspiring to you do this or say that or do this. And I'm just like, really, it's not that hard. Like, all you got to do is just believe in yourself a little bit. But I realize a lot of people haven't made it to that stage yet, and they need a little bit of a push. And I mean, I had a push. I had multiple pushes. And I finally got to the point where I feel confident in myself. There's still times where I'm the 100% an artist, like self-doubting myself and just making myself feel like crap all the time. But that comes along with the job. Ultimately, I I am a very proud person. I feel confident in not only myself, but my team and my music because it's such a collaboration between so many artists that I love that I really don't have a reason not to feel proud of it. It must be really gratifying to know that you're able to touch so many lives with your music. Because again, when you have people that you've never met or seen before in your life and they relate to you via Instagram, Twitter, or even Facebook, and they say, you know what? This particular song just really touched me emotionally. I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And now, with the social media climate, an artist, especially an independent artist, can touch people internationally, being able to distribute their music everywhere. Here we are the, what, going on to the second week of 2019. What are some of the goals that you have set for yourself for this new year? Um, I have... I have a few different goals, music-related and non-music-related, but as far as music goes, I'm working on a full-length album. That's my goal this year is to have at least 10 new songs and collaborate with a a lot more artists. I like to collaborate, but I feel like we haven't really done a lot of features or major collaborations on any of my previous projects. So I feel like one of my biggest goals is to not just write a full-length album, but to make that full-length album a little bit more inclusive of other artists that I want to feature. 
And I think on a personal level, I just want to be a better person. Like, I know that's super cheesy and cliche, but. Oh, no, not at all. Year, not at all. Yeah. When the new year rolls around, it always reminds you, like, here are the things that you said you were going to do a year ago. Where are you now? And it's like, oh, man, I got that reminder that I I told myself <laughs> I was going to do this, and I told myself I was going to be nicer and listen more and be less combative and just, you know, there are a ton of things that I find in myself that I want to fix, and I feel like you can't really fix them unless you admit to those problems and I feel like that's the hardest part a lot of the time is kind of admitting that you haven't been the best person that you can be and also allowing yourself to be okay with that so that it's possible for you to move forward without question I find that rather apropos to actually one of my favorite songs on the album I want it all. What can you tell the can you tell the listeners out there about that particular song from the new EP three ten part two? Yeah, I want it all is actually probably one of my favorites from both of the three one zero records. Okay. and it's a fun story. I like telling this story because it it's such a interesting story about the song. Um, the co-producer on the record, Nigel Hall, who is a ridiculous artist in his own right, he's fantastic, and you guys should totally look him up. But he's he co-produced my record, and he sent me a beat that him and his one of his bandmates, Neil Evans, wrote. He said, me and Neil wrote this, and I want to put it on my next record, but there are no lyrics or melody or anything. Can you write something for me? And... I, at the time, I was like, yeah, Nigel, I'll write something for you. And then I listened to it, and at, the, at that same time, I was going through a lot of personal and music-related frustrations. Like, I just was being told no all the time and being told, like, you have to brand yourself better. You have to pick one style and stick to it. You have to st- stick one genre or pick one genre and stick to it. And all of these things that I'm just like, what? I can only do one thing. I can only say one thing. I can only be one person every single day. Like, that's so boring. I don't want that. <laughs> and so after after I got this beat from Nigel, he, um, he was like, all right, send me what you have in a few days. And a few days later, I called him up. I'm like, Nigel, I'm so sorry. I wrote a song for myself to your beat. <laughs> And he's like, what? Let me hear it. So I, like, played it to him, and he called me back, and he's like, it's okay, Rocky. You can have it. This was meant for you. And I'm like, okay, good. At least he's not mad at me for jacking his beat. <laughs> but then we have these uh... – and at that time, it was a different version of what you hear now. Okay. At that time, it was a faster tempo. It was a little bit more bandy. And we were planning on keeping it like that. And Nigel was in Los Angeles. I can't even remember when it was, but it was five days before my record was going to mastering. Like everything was done. We were done. We were kind of just celebrating at this point. And now at that point, he he was in my house, in my studio, and we had another friend of ours at our studio at the same time, Steve Swatkins, 
and we were all kind of just having fun, hanging out really late at night. And they were like, hey, what if we remake this song? Like, what if we change it up and, like, do it differently? And I'm like, you guys better not touch this song. It's going to mastering in five days. Like, don't even play me like that. And they're like, okay, okay. And I'm like, all right, who wants another round of drinks? So I walk inside my house, and I'm getting a round of drinks, and it's taking me a few minutes. By the time I walk outside, all of these guys are back in the studio already remaking the song. And I was, like, about to be mad, but then I heard what they were doing. I'm like, oh, man, this is actually really killing. Like, I think we're going to change the song all of a sudden. So we stayed up until 5 in the morning making the new beat. And then the next day, I, like, tweaked a couple things here and there. And, like, two days before it went to mastering, I did the like the lead vocals all over again. And then the day before mastering, I called my friend Amber and I was like, Hey Amber, you're a genius in background vocals. Like this song, the way it is now, it needs background vocals. Can you come over today and kind of just arrange some stuff and direct me? And Amber is an incredible artist. She's in a band named Moonchild. She's the lead singer and she's ridiculous. And I've known her forever, so I felt like she was, she kind of already knows my music and my style. So she came over that night and had these hundreds of ideas and was like, all right, here you go. And I'm like, damn, that was fast. (laughs) She works so quick. (laughs) And we finished the background vocals. And then the next day, I went to Capitol Records in the morning and we mastered my record. Wow. And it was insane because I wanted all the new version came about in like, three days or less. That's incredible. My goodness. And for those who are tuning in late, shame on you. But the teddy bear does forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) We are being joined by the incredibly talented Raquel Rodriguez, or as I like to say, a little bit of R&R to get you through the day with her new (laughs) with her new EP, The 310 Part 2 with I Want It All while we're vibing here. In the zone of LOTL Radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mikhail Rodriguez here in the zone of LOTL Radio. And remember, family, the new EP is available as we speak via iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and also on Pandora. And to get all the latest updates, let your fingers do the walking. Stop by her official website, of course. That's at Raquel.LA. Type that in. It'll take you where you need to go. And also the same handle for Instagram and also for Twitter. Now, what can we expect from you as far as touring is concerned? Because we would love to see you perform live. Yeah, we, uh, we're we actually getting all that figured out right now. We're definitely going to do a lot more touring because I love, I love touring. I love traveling and I love meeting new people. But a lot of it is still in the works right now. But we are definitely going to be playing in Minneapolis, Appleton, New York, hopefully Chicago. We're adding a lot of cities by the end of the year. So I should be in some new places very soon. Well, hopefully you will make your way down here to Houston. We would love for you to perform here in the studio. Absolutely. All right. I haven't I'm going actually to... really done Texas yet, but we're going to get there really? this year. Well, you definitely need to make that happen. Whatever we need to do on our end to make it happen, we will definitely do so now. You said one of the things I'm one of the things I'm curious about. You uh just just conversing with you, you have a very I don't like to use the term old, but you have a very seasoned soul. It looks like you needed you look like you were meant to be born back in the seventies. <laughs> I mean during the heyday of the funk era. Because I'm listening to the I'm listening to the entire EP. Your vocals are on point, very soulful, very sensual. But then the backbeat, the drum, I mean, it's just funky. I'm talking about like Ohio players type of funky. <laughs> Who were some of the groups that played so had, had such an influence on you growing up? I can't wait to tell Sam that you said that. He's going to be so excited. <laughs> he produced, <laughs> he, him and Nigel produced everything, and they're going to be like so thrilled that you said that. But yeah, oh, I, yeah. I totally agree with you. I feel like I was supposed to be born in the 70s as well, <laughs> or at least in the 60s, so that I could grow up in the 70s and 80s. But okay. I think one of the biggest reasons that I, I have that sound is just because of my mom. She. She was the kind of teenager and, like, 20-something-year-old that would drive for four hours by herself to go stand at a concert by herself for everybody, from anyone to Etta James to Tower of Power to Garth Brooks to Santana. Like, she listened to such a variety of music, and I feel like I inherited that from her. And a lot of the times, my favorite music was the one, like the female singers, like Shaka Khan, when she would put her record on in the car on the way to school in the morning. <laughs> That's what I listened to. Okay. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned earlier that you would like to do a little bit more as far as collaboration. Give me your top five people that you would like to collaborate with. Ooh, Bruno Mars. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Although we're kind of working on some stuff with some members from Jamiroquai. Okay. Um, let's see. Who else do I want to collaborate with? It's such a hard decision to make. Yeah, so Bruno Mars, Jamiroquai, I think probably Alan Stone. Really? Alan Stone is okay. one of my, yeah, he's one of my favorite singers. Okay. Um, 
it's funny because my first instinct is to name all of the artists that have passed away. <laughs> like, that's not possible. But um, I think D'Angelo and Badu would be some okay. collaborations that I want to do. But, uh, yeah, Bruno Mars and Jamiroquai are definitely at the top of my list because I feel like they take the old school funk and make it new. And that's kind of what I like about them. You know what? I just just had a little brainstorm. Yeah, you know what? I would love to see you collaborate with a '70s funk group like like the Ohio Players to do something. Oh, that'd with, be I think, awesome. <laughs> I think that, that you would be so right awesome. in your. <laughs> you would be right in your element, my love, to be able to do something. With, oh, that would be that would be something. That would be something to behold. The other hit single on the EP, Mile High. My goodness, you got a, I mean, so much love. What does it mean? I mean, I've seen you perform it live as far as I've been given, as far as a video to see you perform, which is incredible. Thank you. You you need so much emotion and power from your vocal prowess through that. It just seems like you were off in another dimension. What What is it like actually being able to perform? that particular song you know that's funny i i feel like that is one of the hardest songs for me to perform because it is so sensual and so intimate and just so simple i feel like a lot of the times i have a hard time just speaking to what i i wrote because i i tend to get all crazy and i want to dance around and all this stuff but then when mile high comes around it's just a simple box all you right. have to do is bop your head back and forth. And, I mean, that's one of the songs that was very easy for me to write because it's exactly what I was feeling at the time, and I needed to get it down on paper before it went away. So I feel like when I perform that song every time, it kind of reminds me of that feeling, which was ultimately a little bit sad. But I feel like that kind of pushes me through the performance in order to make it a good performance, I feel like a little bit of sadness helps to get me through because my show can be so uplifting and dance-oriented that when Mile High comes on, it's like, yeah, we're still going to dance, but, like, let me tell you a little bit how I was feeling. <laughs> well, it definitely resonates through your music. And I must ask, the Rocky Rodriguez, 2019, if she can hop in Dr. Who's time machine and go back five years ago and have a conversation with that Raquel, what would be some of the things that you would talk to her about? Some of the things that you would say to her to get her ready and get her prepared as far as what's coming ahead of her? I think one of the biggest things I would have told myself back then is that it's okay to stick up for myself. And outside of that, it's, okay to want more for yourself without feeling guilty or narcissistic. Like I would have taught myself a little bit more about self-love and self-care and sort of just letting go of insecurities that aren't going to mean anything in a couple years. Like it's okay to grow and it's good to grow. And I feel like a lot of the times back in 2014, I was, I was making music for other people. I was, I was making the music that I thought people wanted to hear from me. But 
now I'm making music that I love that I think other people will like. And I've fortunately got out of that myself, but I would have I would have told the 2014 version of me, like, just make what you love. Stop Stop trying to please people just because they tell you that they think you should be a classic 1960s soul singer. Like, that's what they want out of you, but you need to figure out what you want out of you. And I I really wish I would have learned that earlier on, but, you know, everybody's different, and I finally did learn it, so I'm grateful for that. Well, you know, life is about the journey, about gaining experience and also being able to become comfortable in one skin. And my love, you have definitely accomplished that. I see nothing but great things ahead of you. The funk is definitely alive coming from the West Coast, from R&R. So <laughs> let's get back into it for new EV. Thank you. Part two with Mile High here in the zone of L.O.T.L. Radio. <laughs>
Mile high from the very talented <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez here in the zone of LOTL Radio. Again, family, be sure to purchase the new EP. It is available as we speak. Let your tender fingers do the walking to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora. But if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to uh, Amazon.com. My queen, it has been a true pleasure to have you on the show. Hopefully very soon you will make your way down here. Oh, it's my pleasure. We want you to come down to Houston. Think of this as your second home and whatever you need. Please do not hesitate to let us know. I'll be down in H-Town this year. I'm going to make it happen. All right. Let's continue success, my love. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You do the same. The very talented Raquel Rodriguez. Vibing in the zone with the teddy bear and L-O-T-O radio. And want to send out a very special shout out and a lot of love to Vanessa. Lord have mercy. God bless you, my love. A little angel that makes things happen. Yes, she does. Like GTE, she brings great things to life. <laughs> Definitely a beautiful experience. And speaking of a beautiful experience, hey, Got to take a little quick two and two. Got to pay some bills. Hey, pay the cost to be the boss. But all I got you here, let's get lost in some uh, Randy Wilson with Life Goes On here in the zone of LOTL Radio.
Data signal lost. Shall we stop the search? Lord and mercy, here in the zone of LOTO Radio. Again, want to send out a very special thank you to the super talented Raquel Rodriguez. Thank you, my love, for joining us today. And again, family, be sure to purchase her new EP, The 310 Part 2, available on Google Play Music, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes. And again, if you'd like to move a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to uh, Amazon.com. And remember, family, be sure to purchase the great, yeah, I say great, the great St. Paul Peterson's, his new hit single, You Got to Love, available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon.com. And also, family, remember, tomorrow, Friday, January the 11th at 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at the Ice House. That's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He will be performing live. That's at 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is 10 no, I was going to say 10. I want to rob people about this $20. $20 at the door. So make sure you support great music. It's definitely been a beautiful experience. I want to thank everyone for tuning and tuning out all the negativity. It's definitely been a beautiful experience. And again, family, I oh, got some more. Oh, we're not done yet. I got some more for you. Yes, I do. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.